You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. As we get to the end of the seventh chapter of Eruvin, we're going to get into the question of how actually do we make a partnership? The partnership here will be for the alley. So for the courtyard, we make an Eruv, Eruv Chatzerot. And in the language of the Mishnah anyway, when we're going to carry out into an alley, we make a Shituf, a partnership. So that's the how the sixth Mishnah begins. Ketzad Mishtatfim B'mavoy. How do we make a partnership in an alley? And the Mishnah is going to describe the process or one of the processes. We'll see, by the way, this is only one of the ways in which it can happen. But one person is going to, in this case, one person is going to take it upon himself to take care of the partnership for all of the residents. He takes a, a jar and he says, This jar is for all the residents of the alley. He says, behold, this belongs to all the residents of the alley. And then he confer, he, he he gives them possession. He essentially, it's a bit like he's putting the money in their bank account. Now, of course, they didn't have electronic bank accounts. So in order to put the money in their bank account or put the food in their bank account, he has to hand it over. And when we hand something over in order to make a kinyan on a moving object, we've learned this before, actually, in the halachot of Shabbat. In order to make a kin, uh, I think of Shabbat, in order to make a kinyan to take possession of a moving object, the person who's going to acquire it has to lift it up. So um, what are we going to do? Well, I mean, I guess we could randomly get someone from the alley to step outside and to take possession, take possession of the barrel to lift it up on behalf of the other inhabitants. But it seems as though the situation that described by the Mishnah is where one householder is doing it all on his own. It's as if he's taken responsibility for this. So he's actually going to get his adult child, his adult son or daughter, or his uh, Hebrew servant or maidservant. These are all people who have agency. So they, they all have agency. They're not part, they're not his possessions. And they can stand up. They might live with him, but they can stand up on behalf of the other residents in the alleyway and take that barrel of food. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, He can't do this via an underage child. He can't do it via a non-Jewish slave either, because these characters don't have the legal capacity to take ownership of the barrel. And the way the Mishnah puts it is, Effectively, their legal capacity is no different from his own. He'd be giving to himself if he just got his um, underage child to kind of take possession of the barrel. He has to, an adult who's not him, has to take possession of the barrel. And the... um, 
Uh, the Bartonura, well, the Bartonura just explains how it works in practice. He says, look, accept this jar in the name of all the members of the alley. And the person who takes possession lifts it up a tefach from the ground. Because remember, the, the barrel is still sitting somewhere, maybe even in the property of the, of the guy giving it. So um, the barrel hasn't changed geography. So in order for the... Um, householder to take possession of it he has to lift it up and put it down like lifting it up and putting down a handkerchief actually at a wedding when there's a kinyan on the couture you've all seen this happen and the rambam explains that when we're talking about doing this we're referring to the case where the object being shared when the object being shared comes from one person and it's in that case he needs to t- appoint a second person to actually take possession of it um, and to stand in their place and then the Rambam says look in an ordinary case if everybody put their portion in so if we had a situation which is I think the situation we're all expecting really where everybody put a small quantity of food into the barrel for example then there wouldn't be any need to go through this game there's no need for him to give them possession because of course they would already have possession but it seems from the way the mishnah is talking about life a life in the first couple of centuries of the common era seems like yeah you would have one person maybe the i don't know someone who took it upon himself to organize the 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 shituf that for the the alleyway he would basically organize the whole thing uh, effectively on his own and that would save a lot of organize a lot of administration you wouldn't have to remember every not everybody wouldn't have to remember to come along and put in their piece of food into the barrel so the question will then arise, well, kind of how much food do we need? And what happens if the quantity of food changes? The Mishnah will actually begin by sort of talking about what happens if the food shrinks. Um, maybe it dries out or maybe somebody eats it. Maybe the food shrinks. He can add to it and confer possession. So he does the same trick. He doesn't have to tell him what he's done. But, but, if there are more residents, if he has to add to the food because there are more residents, and we're going to learn in a minute that the quantity of food required might be related to the number of residents. If there are more residents, he must add food and confer possession and he must inform them. And the commentators actually talk about a situation where maybe there are two alleys, so two ways of walking out of the courtyard and maybe he's only made the shituf for one of the alleys. So he has to tell them actually which alley to be walking in and out of. So there are good reasons why he needs to inform. But the Mishnah really is leading up to the question. I mean, the Mishnah is talking about the food has shrunk or has reduced. So how much food do we need? And the Mishnah, I I hope you don't mind my saying, I, I found the Mishnah incredibly hard to understand. The Mishnah that talks about the food quantity. And so with your forgiveness, I brought you the Rambam in the Mishneh Torah. And the, Mish- the Rambam explains the Halacha in the Mishneh Torah incredibly clearly. And once we understand the Mishneh Torah, I think we'll find it easy to read the Mishnah.
So if you don't mind, we're going to go backwards. What quanti- What quantity of food is necessary to establish the shituf? You can feel, by the way, that the Rambam is following the track of the Mishnah. And very often he does this, by the way. If you know the Mishnah and the Gemara, you can sort of see where he's going in the Mishnah Torah. And he says, look, we need a measure equal to the size of a dried fig for every inhabitant, provided there are 18 or less. And I think that adds up to effectively to six eggs. Uh, at least if you go all the way up to 18, it's six, six. Oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to explain this. So in other words, quite a small quantity, quite a small quantity for each person up to 18. Aval, imhayumurubin, if there were more than 18, more than 18 people, then the quantity is food for two meals. Because the two meals is the 18 dried figs. I.e. once you get up to the level of 18, you've got up to the quantity that you require for two meals. And that is equivalent to six eggs. And then he goes on to say, You can have thousands, you can have tens of thousands of people participating, but you just need food for two meals, i.e. the 18 the eighteen dried figs. And a bit in the next chapter, we'll actually debate kind of what size meals these are. Are they weekday meals, Shabbat meals, what sort of food? We'll get into it in more detail in terms of what we really mean by two meals. But this is the principle that two meals food works for basically everybody, even thousands of people living on this alley. So let's have a look at the Mishnah now. Kamahushi, or what is the quantity? When there are many residents, we need food for two meals for everybody. And this is not food for two meals to feed thousands of people. It's two meals for one person. And those two meals for one person serve for everybody. If there are few people, there should be food of the size of a dried fig. Sorry, the translation's here missing. Food the size of a dried fig to take out on Shabbat. Remember, we learned that the minimum quantity for carrying on Shabbat is the size of a dried fig. And of course, this, you know, we've talked before about the fact that the theme of carrying on Shabbat is a theme that runs right the way through the Masachet. <laughs> Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbi is very, very interesting carrying. So when there are a few people, we need food of the size of a dried fig, lahot sa'at shabbat, the quantity that is the, the minimal critical quantity to take out on shabbat, lechol echad ve'echad, for each individual person. So below, below 18, we need food for each individual person. Above 18, the 18 um, dried figs worth effectively serves as two meals for one person, which can then serve gosh, an infinite number of members of the public, providing they all live off the same alley. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.